Hi guys, welcome to the Studio 7 Fitness Podcast with your host Michael Lindsay. I hope all is good and you had a great week. So this is exciting for me. It's episode number five, but also my first episode having a guest in to talk to. So really excited to do that. And my first guest is none other than Mr. Shane Finn. So if you don't know Shane, he's a Kerry man. He's from Dingle and, you know, he's entrepreneur. He was a fitness online coach he is keynote speaker um he's up and down the country he's a brand, um, ambassador for spina bifida island i'm going to go a bit more into what he's done for them in regards to um raising money for the charity which is amazing um i'd call him an endurance athlete as well he's done some um some serious feats of endurance which we'll, we'll touch on um as we go through the podcast but his most recent one is he's literally cycled and ran across us of a so literally from the golden state bridge in san francisco all the way to brooklyn bridge in uh, new york so pretty amazing shane also ran 24 marathons in 24 consecutive days yeah i'll say that again 24 marathons 24 days so pretty pretty amazing so looking forward to talk about that and how we got through that mentally as well as physically um so without further ado delighted to have him on welcome shane to the studio seven podcast how are we doing today not too bad not too bad thanks for having me in i appreciate it no worries so good to have you in as the first guest so um you're very welcome no pressure no Um, so we'll probably strip it back a little bit in a little bit, but first I just wanted to talk about what was probably the most freshest thing you've done in regards to the whole um, across the the states, and uh, that was fairly. How long ago since you come back from that? Show? Uh, I got back to Ireland on May 9th, so I was uh, definitely glad to get home and glad to see a bit of rain and glad to see the green fields again for sure. I know, I'd say, cause how, was it th- about 36 days, was it? 36 days, start to finish, yeah, so March 29th to May 3rd, I'll never forget that date range, but uh, <laughs> I was in the country for, for quite a while beforehand as well, just training and stuff, so I was gone for for nearly 13 weeks actually between you know doing it and, and, and training and stuff beforehand, so it was, uh, yeah, it felt like three years, but Did it? I was, uh, it was good to get back. And just uh, probably two things, um, had had it ever been done before or someone yeah so it's it's it was unique in the way we set it up i you know if you're to run across america you're talking about 100 days which obviously i didn't have and obviously couldn't ask a crew to come with me for 100 days so you know i had done back in 2014 i ran from dublin to dingle as you do (laughs) and uh, that took me 12 days and then I, i did the 24 and 24 and i was like i'm a bit of a weirdo when it comes to numbers i was like oh i'll have to be 36 whatever i do you know so i kind of broke it down that way and i we did the math and we we the plan early days on was to do three and three so three days biking three days running that quickly changed to four days biking two days running with going up the sierra nevadas and stuff we hit the sierra nevadas in morning number two okay. um so I, I then climbed for seven days before getting to the top and kind yeah. of flattening out into the rockies and stuff so it was four days on the bike two days running that's six days i did that six times yeah <laughs> wow um i'm already tired just just kind of picturing that actually um and where did the idea come from anywhere in particular was it just something that came to you or were you kind of 
Yeah, it's it's weird. The the ideas of these things kind of come at random moments. So I suppose to answer the question specifically, um, about a month after the twenty four marathons, I was in America. Um, I do some teaching for a university in Connecticut, which is situated about ninety minutes north of Manhattan on the train. And um, yeah, I was just sitting there one day in a coffee shop, summer's day, enjoying my coffee and chilling. And I was like, oh, I wonder what I'll do next. And the phone rings, and it was uh, it was a guy involved with the charity, and he said, look, I've got bad news our funding has been cut by 50 grand for next year and um, now we had raised 142 grand during the 24 marathons which was phenomenal and it was the biggest fundraiser that the charity ever had wow. um, you know and my goal was to raise 100 you so that. you take 50 out of 142 you're left with 192 now obviously that's not they didn't take 50 grand of what we raised but i in my own in my own little brain i told myself that i had didn't make 100 grand and it was the sign that i needed to go again to, and to um, find something new yeah to find something new and i suppose maybe i was looking for something new i was looking for something else to get into yeah and um yeah i, I was pretty pretty pissed off when i got that phone call you know all the hard work all the the hard work we'd done, the the awareness that we brought to charity and stuff like that, and what I'd gone through to to get it done. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I just got up out of the coffee shop. I went for a walk down the beach, and the beach is, you know, if anybody knows where Connecticut is, it's it's there beside the water. The whole coast is beside the water, and um, you know, I was just sitting on the beach, and I was like, that's it, that's it. I have to cross America, because I was in America. I was like, well, you know, it doesn't make much sense, but I was like, you know, I was like, and I had gone to New York that the day beforehand, and I was like, I'd walked across a broken bridge and i was like all right what's a big bridge in in california yeah. it's like golden gate bridge to brooklyn bridge it's like that's wow. it 36 days i don't know how but that's what i'm doing and uh, yeah that was literally like two and a half years ago and uh, i'm sure here, here i am now and I've, I've, having it I've done. got it done yeah so yeah it was good it was good fun and um in regards to training for that chain um did you have kind of a periodization model or was it kind of um you know starting off building up your endurance obviously yeah again yeah. and after doing the marathons but get back on the bike a bit yeah, more yeah I, I came up with this thing called a, a periodization with a pinch of salt um, yeah, so I like, the thing that, I like I, that the thing I came up with myself to be honest it's um so when I kind of go into these things my main aim is to stay injury free okay. that's yeah. the number one thing and um, injury free and, and healthy because yeah. I know if I get to the start line of these things injury free there's a very very high chance I'll finish them okay, now me. if you get to the start line of something like this with a niggle or with an injury within the first week it's going to pop up and it's going to make your life hell you know so my priority was to get really fit but to stay injury free so yeah I would have planned things out from week to week um, like you would do in any kind of a fitness yeah. program or you know no matter what your goal is um, but I would take I would be open minded and adaptable so for example if I woke up on a Thursday morning at 6 o'clock and I was really sore and tired I would A maybe stay in bed till 7 and I would B maybe train change my training for that day so if I was to if I was to run 2 hours and I was like, I just, I, I don't really think it's a good idea. I would, you know, maybe go on the bike for two hours, which is less strenuous. And I would maybe then go to the gym and do like a core session or something. And then I would do that two hour run the next day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was adaptable on how I trained. Yeah. And uh, that was, that was a big part of it. Yeah. And that's brilliant. So you, and that's what a lot of people tend to not do. They think they'll go through the pain. Yeah. You can listen to their bodies, but yeah. you know, you've experienced of training for a long time. You can yep. kind of say, okay, I know my body's not quite ready for that. Um, give myself another few hours or another day and do something in between. So exactly. You're still getting your work done. Exactly. Is, yeah, yeah no, still getting it done. Yep. That's brilliant. Um, so well done on that. And in regards to your why, and um, the, the guys, the listeners might not know, 
um, just people who do know. So just give a little bit of background on that. And just out of, you know, when you see people doing marathons and um, on TV and everyone's kind of wearing this colored vest with a certain, you know, sure. and that shows how all those people, those thousands of people have a why and that's mm-hmm. why they trained and that's yep. why they're... So just go through a little bit of background on that. Um. Yeah, um, so I ran my first marathon when I was 18 which you should not do. Um, I heard about that. Um, it did, you were kind of broke up after that, were you? I was pretty, I was pretty messed up. I, 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 I still to this day and everything I've done, I've never felt the same amount of physical pain as I felt on that day. And obviously... My, it didn't put you off, sir. It, it did for it a little did, bit. It did for a while, but I was like, you know what, I need to go back and do that again because yeah, I can do, do it, it properly, better, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I suppose even from a very young so my cousin Mary lives with Spina Bifida um, and I'm actually going for lunch with her tomorrow which I'm very excited about um, but she she's a very very tough life and she like we feel the feeling of I mean if you if you if you bang your hand or if you close the door on your finger or if you you drop a dumbbell on your toe you're in pain alright now I remember meeting her doctor before and he wanted to meet me because of all the stuff I've done and I met him and he said that she feels the feeling of pain 24 hours a day Wow. Like she's in pain twenty four hours a day, and like I'm just and that just blew my mind. I was just but she's come up with mechanisms to cope with it, and you know obviously with other things too like medication and things like that. Mm. But I mean she's far tougher than I'll ever be, and right. I saw that kind of from a young age. And I kind of remember just saying like one day out of nowhere to my mom is like I'm gonna do the Dingle Marathon for Spina Bifida. Mm. Now in that first marathon I hadn't a clue how to fundraise and I hadn't clue I didn't have a clue about anything really to be honest. I remember like going around driving around West Kerry, knocking on people's doors, telling them I was doing a marathon, like, any chance you give me a few bob, you know, um, to, for, to raise money for yeah. charity. And um, kind of took off from there, really, you know, and I, I remember doing that and the, the level of satisfaction I got out of it personally and, and the, the joy it gave my cousin Mary. Um, and then, I, you know, a year or two passed and whatnot, and I was kind of like, oh, like, what should I do? And I was, obviously fitness was a big part of my life, you know, and uh, I was like, oh, let's run from Dublin to Dingle. I don't know why I decided to do that. But anyway. You're working we, out, we're working we'll out. We'll work it out, we'll work <laughs> it out. And I raised, we raised about 30 grand that time. Wow. So again, I was looking for something. I was like, look, I know a lot of people, there's so many good, every cause is a good cause, yeah, okay? Yeah. Every, like, no matter what somebody's doing, I mean, it's 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 very admirable what, what a lot of people do for, for charity, and we all have our reasons for doing it. Um, and I always said, you know, if I needed, if I were going to raise more money, I need to do something a bit different. Um, so that for me was obviously it was a bit out there it was a bit different you know and the same thing came around with the 24 marathons of 24 days when I realised you know and I suppose I grew up I suppose and I, I realised in my early late teens early 20s that actually the whole world doesn't revolve around me as a lot of young people think uh, maybe or maybe not and I was like you know some people have bigger problems mm-hmm. than I do and people yeah. have bigger challenges to face and I remember remember that that the doctor was saying that she she's a man 24 hours a day like this is oh, not a nice five thing you know and I remember it. I, I nearly I nearly I, I nearly got sick like yeah. I, I did I, it just really hit me and I'll never forget it and um, I was like I remember driving home from Dublin that next day being like that's that's it it's I have to run 24 yeah. marathons in yeah. 24 days you know and it's not just my cousin Mary it's her family it's it's every family Sports around Ireland you know um, they're all it's it's it's, it's, it's they're all fighting it they're all they're all battling this battle you know and I was like it's the least I can do you know so that's why people are like oh like why you always play down what you do and I'm like I don't play it down but what I get try to get people to do is realize that you know on day 37 when I crossed America America or day 25 when I ran around Ireland my life went back to normal I got to go back to being Shane whereas my cousin Mary and lots of other people around Ireland have to go back and, and, and get up and fight their battle you know what I mean so I mean it's the least I can do and it's uh, I, I get 
serious personal enjoyment out of it and um i mean if i can help other people along the way it's a, it's a pretty cool thing to do you know yeah no that's amazing i said that you know in the process of doing these things you know you're getting such a boost yourself and yeah you're helping other people uh, at the same time it's, you know it's a pretty special feeling do you know 100 um so no huge um huge congrats for that and just touching on a little bit about um mindset when and just it interests me in regards to endurance people and as i said um i spoke to you briefly went for a bit of a walk around there kalani it's a beautiful day um and i was talking about a friend of mine pat falby and and his endurance you know and his mindset i remember him taking up to his lodge in just beside a shakin and we were in a focus group um, i mean i don't know if you've seen the film the summit mm. um about k2 and about yep. the disaster happened and jack Joe McDonald, I think he died along with about 10 others. But we were talking about, and my question in the focus group was, you know, I think one in four people died doing take K2. And it was just a mindset of um, his mindset of people going to kind of endurance in those kind of different levels of, you know, that's pretty risky, obviously. But it was like, you know, the his answer was it's kind of doing things that maybe not a lot of people get to do mm-hmm. and um, that kind of mindset to keep going and doing something else. But just while you were doing these 24 marathons and also running across America, what what kind of kept you going? What was your mindset? Um, was it kind of, I know you've got your why, but what kind of kept you going kind of thing as well? Yeah, so I, I you know, people go really deep with these things and I actually do the complete opposite. Yeah. I, I keep it super simple. I mean, I think I, I suppose I am a little bit of a different case where I do have my cousin Mary as a, as a, as a the main driving force behind the whole thing. We take America, for example, I, on day four, I was like, oh crap, this is a big place. This is a big country. And I was still like over a month. I still had a month to go. Wow. Like I still had a month left. Do you know what I mean? And I remember getting to day 20 and going to my dad, like I'd love to go home. You were just, but of... I still had over two weeks to go. Do you know what I mean? So it's in those moments you, you know, I what I did, I came up with this thing, the kind of the five minute rule, while I'm actually in these things, and people are like, "Oh, you're always so positive, you're always so happy," and I, I just get on people to realize that, like, I, I'm not always that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. I, you agree. Know what I mean, I, I suffer and I am in yeah. bad mood sometimes, and like there are days where I just want to get a hammer and like split my bike in two pieces, and I want to burn my running shoes. But I take that five minutes and I, I, I complain, I give out, I do whatever I need to do internally and myself. Then once the five minutes is up, I name out five things that I'm grateful for. Love it, love and it, it completely changes my mindset. Like literally, I remember one day just cycling through Nevada and just cycling along, cycling along. It was so, it was very hot. It was hilly. I was like, I just want to go home. I just want to go back to Dingle and just live in a shed and just never like again do <laughs> anything done. like I'm this. Done. Done. And I remember just taking my five minutes and then five minutes afterwards, I said, you know, how lucky I am to be here. How grateful I am for my, for my, for my dad and my crew to be here. You know, how much hope this is giving my cousin Mary. I said, there's lots of other people that can't get out and do this in the morning. I said, like, what other guys in their mid twenties can say they biked and ran across America. I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Yeah. Within like seven minutes, I'm a completely different human being. Switched you know what I mean? And like you can say, oh, there's an, like it's just hilly, more hills coming, this and that. And I remember the, the last thing I came up with, and it was about day 18, I remember writing down my own notes. I said, if I keep moving, America's going to run out of land. I love that. I yeah. just kept it. I was like, if I, if I have, but in order for that to happen, in order for me to beat America, I said, I, I have to keep moving. Because if I stop, the land will never end. Do you know what I mean? So I said, I have to keep moving. I think it's the same when other people are trying to achieve goals, we say here with you in the gym or whether they're trying to lose 10 pounds and stuff like that. It, when, when it gets tough, they stop, you know, and if you can just, doesn't matter, you don't have to be perfect, but if you just take small steps and keep moving and keep making small decisions um, in the right way that it'll bring you closer to your goals, I think you'll win the end, you know? So Yeah, I definitely 100% agree. And I find that, as I said, working with clients and some people... 
they they don't they see the top of the mountain. Yep. But they don't see the the process to get to there, so yep. they kind of want it, you know, in a couple of weeks' time. Or you know, why sure. am I changing? And I'm trying to get the mindset that it's a lifestyle change. It's mm-hmm. it's consistency over a long period of time. And they're like, oh, will you know, will my tummy go? And I said, look, eventually, sometimes it might not go straight away. It could be maybe one of the last things, you know. But just to c- continue with your what you've been doing, you know, you've been very consistent. But I said, it's the maintenance side. It's okay. Yeah, it's tough, kind of making the move to come in and starting a program. But you know, it's we're not just talking the short term going. This is for the rest of your life. We yep. want you to maintain a healthy lifestyle. We want you to maintain good habits. That's what it is, habit creation. And once they're in for a while, and then they start seeing the changes. That will motivate them a little bit more. So yep. yeah, 100% agree with that. But I love the, the five-minute rule because, you know, to do some talks and talking about, you know, people have worries. And I talk about a thing called the worry box or a worry appointment that you book it in mm-hmm. for a certain time in your diary, like an appointment. And yep. then when it's done, it's, it's boxed done. off. Yeah. So that, otherwise, it's this cloud over you. Cloud over, yeah, exactly. And, the, the, you know, the, the gratitude is something I've really helped me out in the last couple of years. And I do it in the evening and the morning. And it is, you know, and a lot of the time I say to people, do you wake up in a bad mood yeah and we all do sometimes and i said what did you think about the night before and mm-hmm. it's oh yeah i was stressing about this so that's marinated like, yeah of course get in the oven yeah, all night yeah. and then they work up in bad form so that practicing gratitude mm-hmm. before and after um, and starting day and the end of the day has made a huge and plug unplugging from the world for an hour or two yeah you know and doing that has made huge um huge kind of changes in my life and, and other people's who i've kind of kind of told all yep. of my life coaching clients that's what i say to get get a journal and you know try and um you know box things off if you need to so 100 um and just kind of touching on that i know you did a podcast recently on goals and stuff so yep. it's really interesting so i got a lot from that um and it's about you kind of touching it briefly about people saying they they want something but you know do they really want it you know that hundred yeah. percent are they really there and that's yeah. that's kind of interesting i just know your thoughts on that yeah i mean so i think again we come at, kind of come at this a couple of different ways so again we take people i get people all the time literally every day actually i want like i'd love to run a marathon yeah i'm like oh you, you can do it you know like when are you going to do it they're like oh, i don't know sometime in the future <laughs> but the thing is that that'll never come you have you have to go to it and no matter what it is we say if it gets if it's again losing two stone like oh like I'd love to lose two son I'd love to I'd love to bring Michael there now and, and enjoy and do it but unless you actually take the first step you'll never do it and it's the most it's the simplest form of advice just mm-hmm. take the first step yeah. that's it like how do you get to the finish line of a marathon you keep taking steps mm-hmm. like how, how do you how do you how do you lose two stone you, you keep making really good nutritional decisions mm-hmm. and you keep training day after day it's a lot of it is is the same no matter yeah. what you're trying to do if you're trying to run if you're trying to lose weight if you're trying to start a new business it doesn't really matter you just have to keep showing up day after day and that's kind of it and i, I like i get a lot of people saying like look I, i'm trying i'm trying to lose yeah, weight yeah, but yeah. again you can go as deep as you want with this and i've thought about this for like seven years the amount of people that tell themselves they're trying something just to make themselves feel, feel good, good, feel good yeah. is uh, is frightening, and yeah. I, I do it. I'm culprit of it. Like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. trying to improve my uh, customer service, yeah, but yeah. am I actually doing it? That's yeah. the thing. Do you know what I mean? So instead of saying I like I'm trying, like I'm going, I'm doing it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it just how you and I think it's how you, you know it, yeah. how you do it, and how you how you like your own inter. I've I've come up with this whole thing like this the way I talk to myself. Yeah. is really important especially I think and I've learned I've been in the trenches with that with these endurance things you know how I speak to myself mm. I mean like I plus a lot of like when you're doing these things a lot of weird shit goes through your mind but it's kind of how you like I, I suppose I, t- I take it out like how I speak to myself when I'm in when I'm suffering and when I don't really like I take the day, day nine for example I remember cycling I had cycled for nine hours and 19 minutes I'll never forget the time in the Garmin and I came into the, the crew pulled me over 
and I was like, oh, I must be done. Like, it's, it's great. Like, it's not too bad. And yeah. it's getting dark. It's getting a little bit cold, you know, and clouds were gathering. And I came in and my dad was like, that's, that's, you're doing really well. Like, you're going well today, but we're two hours out from the campsite. You have to keep going. And I was like, all right, okay, that's, that's it. You got to do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, and that, that was the kind of time I was like, look, just, just get it done. You'll be fine. Yeah. Like, you can't eat till you get there anyways. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, a, yeah. a, a, an older version of me probably would have thrown all my toys out of the pram yeah. and like, well, not, 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 you know, in my own mind, not, I wouldn't have said it or anything like that, but now I'm just like, ah, sure, look, it's all part. It'll get me closer. It's two hours I don't have to do tomorrow morning. You know, so I think when, 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 um, depending like the listeners or whoever you know it, you just have to keep you just have to keep showing up you just have to keep doing the, but the other thing is is you have to be honest about the effort that you're putting in yeah, 100%. so like i said a lot of people say that they're trying these things to make them feel good and yeah. to, to portray that they're putting in effort when like i said i always use the mirror analogy like when you look yourself in the mirror at night yeah, like, like you'll one, it's yeah. the honesty mirror like you'll tell yourself when you'll know yourself whether you've done the work or not and there is no better feeling than looking in the mirror every night before you go to bed knowing that you've put in the work yeah. you know whether it's training whether it's working towards your goals whether it's you're trying to lose weight it's the same for everybody you know what I mean so that's why I try to get people to realise that like you know there's there's nothing special about me or about what I do yeah. I'm just the exact same I go through the same struggles as everybody else I go through the same things I might the stuff I do might be a bit weird and a bit different and a bit out there uh, but I go through the same battles as, yeah. as, 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 as a Mary out there on the gym floor that's, that's yeah. wondering can she finish this set I wonder can I finish this run or can I get to the finish line or you know what I mean so we all go through the same things and I think it's how you you know how you figure it out and how you get there keep showing up and how you talk to yourself I mean it's probably like a three hour podcast to be honest like it's yeah, uh, know, you can yeah. keep going on about it but it's really interesting and like I said I, I could come back here next year and I could you know say something completely different you know so yeah. or I might have learned something new in the next 365 days and I that I don't already know and um, yeah that's it I'm on a constant journey of exploration and figuring things out yeah no I totally agree and um, as I said we you'll be we're constantly learning every day so I find that you know I said you could have a totally different opinion down the line but in regards to that core totally totally agree and I find a lot that you know they're I kind of people I call them. Do you know that? Yeah, you know, I kind of I, I, I yeah, like that. I, I kind of want to get the results, or yeah, or no, as in I kind of want to lose weight, or I kind of mm. want to get in shape. And then you kind of like if you kind of want to do something, you only kind of want to get the results. Do you yeah. Know? So um, it is taking ownership, and it's you know it's just a really a, a dream or a wish. Like if sure. you want to take, you know, take control of it. Um, yep. You know, just to kind of make steps, and you know, you see. I think I've heard most, I think every excuse now uh, at this stage. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. So it's, um, it's just talking about, and I suppose, um, as it, the mirror analogy was something I kind of um, picked up on. And, mm-hmm. um, I remember, you know, Jerry Hussey, the psychologist yep. is very good. He, he talks about that, the baby analogy, do you know, yep. you know, could you, if you're looking at a, the mirror and I have babies in here, the mom and baby program, and you pick them up in front of the mirror, they're like in amazement. I mean, they're so fascinated and amazed by the, whereas a lot of people struggle to look in the mirror these mm. days, you know, and I have clients who won't even look in the mirror, they'll face away. And I talked a little bit on my, my last podcast as well about, yep. about that. So, um, um, and what I, what I find is kind of the most, I suppose, disadvantageous thing is just going through the motions. I mm. find, you know, in life really yeah. just, yeah. day to day okay not really pushing not really stretching mm-hmm. and we're designed as people to be unfortunately to be to to, to, to go to negative because I always ask people on some of the talks I'm like when something good happens to you how do you feel mm-hmm. and a lot of the time is like they're surprised because mm-hmm. they're not used to good things happening to me yeah, because course, they built yeah. themselves on this negative yep. safety blanket and if they get a bit of luck oh geez nothing good happens to me yeah of course so they're not, they're not whereas they could be flipping that and say okay 
good things are supposed to happen to me. Do you know yep. the affirmations that they 100%. put out? Um, whereas they're, do you know, more than likely, do you know, they're, they're, they're kind of shocked when something good happens, do you mm-hmm. know? Do you find that kind of... Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think like, so, I mean, you should be proud of what you see in the mirror. I think that's really important. And whatever is causing you to be not proud of what you see, you need to address. And I think taking ownership of that is really important and not blocking it away and not, not you know, it's basically just facing it like like it's obviously a fear or something or something you're not proud of and the way you you know you say oh i don't have any confidence the way you gain confidence is by conquering what you fear and it could be you know it could be public speaking it could be your weight it could be it could be anything you know but you 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 gain confidence and you you put that fear to bed by facing it basically and we've become conditioned as humans in the modern day to not face our fears that you know i don't know what it is but we get this thing where it's it's okay it's fine you'll be fine you'll be okay whereas i'm I'm gonna go against the grain and just say completely that that's not the right thing to do that you should be facing your fears and that you know if you have a coach your coach should be aligning you to take those fears head on and you come out the other side a better person you know um but that's why the, the the mirror analogy is so important. Like you should you should like a baby. You should like I don't know. I don't laugh and smile and giggle at myself every night in the yeah. mirror. But what I do, you know, I do. Uh, and there are days where I go to bed. I'm like, you know, you didn't really give it everything today. Yeah. You kind of slacked off. Stage, yeah. You you you. It took you seven hours to do something that should have taken you two. You were kind of arsing around today, yeah. basically. You know, and uh, it's really good. It calls you out and like right tomorrow morning. That that's not happening. You know what I mean? Bang on it again. Just yeah, get yeah. at it. You know. So it's uh. I just think people need to be realistic, but they also need to take action you know what i mean and some people are they're they're taking action but it's not realistic or some people are being too realistic and not taking any action do you know what i mean so again you have to get specific you have to face your fears and i think that's that's kind of where you can grow and I loved actually, and I made a, a note of it when I listened to the podcast about the cleaning the house analogy because yeah. I've done that before. Do you oh, know what it's like? You could be like, yeah, and then if someone's come around, you're like, and it's you could have 15, 20 minutes and it would be sparkling. Oh, it would look like an absolute <laughs> and I only did that the other day. And, and you know what? I, I remember it. And I remember it. It's a funny story, actually. I haven't really told this before, but it was in college. Uh, me and a couple of lads from, from home, we lived in college together. And I remember we were having like we were having a house party like at the end of the year, you know? And um, we were going to have like ordering pizzas and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And I remember like literally like we were saying seven, like six o'clock, like the house was, just, we thought it was just all lads coming over. Mm-hmm. And next thing, like six of the girls in our course said that they'd come and we literally like oh, yeah, just yeah. blitzed the house. <laughs> like it was like something like out of a show house down the road. Like you, it had never been, like I think it was cleaner than when the landlord handed it over yeah. to us. Do you know what I mean? And the girls were like, wow, this looks we're good. Like, oh, like, yeah, it's always yeah, yeah, it's always like, this is our standard. Like this is how we live. <laughs> Obviously it was not, but it just goes to show like if you've got 60 minutes to do something, you'll yeah. do it but if you have all day to do it you'll do it. that's why i think you have to put a time like a time constraint on your goals whether it's 10 yeah. weeks 12 weeks 10 days doesn't matter what it mm. is but that has to be realistic but if you've got 10 weeks or 12 weeks to do something you have to do it now on the flip side of that it's and i spoke to somebody about it this morning in our world in the fitness world it's we've become obsessed with this 21 day this 10 day seven pounds seven days kind of crap basically and yeah, now yeah. everybody perceives that as being the norm um, whereas like, what I'm selling probably isn't very sexy. It's like, you know, give me six to 12 months, I'll change your life. Exactly, yeah, but people want the six to six they to 12 days. Tomorrow, like they yeah. want it tomorrow because yeah, yeah. they see this kind of stuff online and it's just really annoying. But I think if we can keep working towards like the long-term stuff and, you know, making the small changes every day rather yeah. than, you know, and being realistic and, and facing your fears, I think over the long term, I think that's, that's what will win. Yeah, 100%. And just when touching on time, and people are like, oh, I don't have the time to have the time. And as you said, and people have time for Love Island and various bits and pieces. Oh, but, I said it. I mean, I don't uh, mind calling people out their stuff like yeah, that. You I know, know what I mean? And 
you know, then we've got time to do a half hour um, workout in here or, or home workout, but they can have three hours binging Netflix. Mm. But that is a big priorities, really. And yeah. it's those people kind of would be the I wish people I yeah. kind of, or I wish I had done people, you know, if you're going into the, any nursing home, mm. you know, I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that, but then sometimes it's too late then, you know, to, late, to change yeah. it. Yep. But um, there's a guy called sports psychologist called Jim Lure, and um, you might have heard of him, but his principle was the principle of oscillation. We yep. talked about, um, I'm not, you know, you hear time management all over the place, but, you know, as Jerry would say, you know, you know, people say, oh, I've, you know, time is going too quick and, you know, it's flying and then it's like, well, it's not really, time doesn't change. You know, no, it doesn't, your, no. it's your mindset. That's, that's, 100%. Yeah. Um, and he's talking about principle of oscillation where during the daytime, you know, you have it's very hard to keep up here the whole time so yeah. what he's what he was suggesting like having peaks and troughs like mm-hmm. you know recovery times throughout the day and that's 100%. what i preach as well so you, you focus in on a task for an hour or 90 minutes have a bit of recovery go outside for a walk or do some kind of yep. breathing or whatever and then you've got more energy so when you get home you're not just like oh yeah, exactly. you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. i think another really good point and it's something i try to get across to people as well and it's it's, it's not i didn't come up with it it's not a secret i can't even remember where i heard it but there's 168 hours in the week yeah. for everybody yeah so the guys running the world, basically, like you look at Mark Zuckerberg, the guy's a beast. Like yeah, he's yeah. got one of the biggest. He's he's basically controlling the planet. Yeah, yeah. He's also got one hundred six eight hours in a week. Yeah, it's no. The guys that are running like six seven eight businesses. That we all have the same time, yeah. but we're running around. Oh my god, I don't have time. I can't have enough yeah. time to do this. Whereas there's there's a there's a podcast I recommend it all the time. It's the MF CEO project. This guy Andy Frisella. He's running six companies. And he's just, he's the guy's a beast. Now, him. if you're, don't like cursing, do not listen to this podcast. But it's very, very, very good. And he just says all the time, he said like, you know, not having enough time is, is just, it's pure excuse. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And it's a matter of priorities, do you know? And like I said, that I remember talking about the, po- the on my podcast about the Love Island thing. And the reason that came was this, I had a conversation with this, this person um her you know i met them on the street and they're like oh i'd love to be able to do something like that i just don't have the time and yeah. like that night they were just like instagram storing the whole of like love island i was like <laughs> you know you you if go. you just didn't watch that crap like you'd have loads of time to train for what you want to do yeah. you know so it just it just comes down to priority and some people will never change that's no, the thing that's they'll the thing. never change you, you, you know give, and i've given people for years and um you know you know, trying to, you know, give them advice or just trying to, you know, motivate them. I'm not a big fan of the word motivation. I don't think you are. Either. No, I hate, uh, it. <laughs> I hate it as well. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. But um, it's some people just, they're stuck in there, you know, and they, you know, which is sad, you know, they're just, mm-hmm. they, they, they were so much potential. And yeah. I, I remember I, I put on a podcast, actually, a friend of mine, she, um, it was years ago now, and I was like, what do you really want to do? What do you really want to do deep down? Look down to the, you know, the gut, the soul or whatever. And she came out, she was kind of lit up and she goes, I really like to do like an advanced makeup course. I think it was she. And, and then all of a sudden, before I'd even answered her or replied, she reeled off six things why she couldn't do it. Yeah. Too much money, won't get the time off. And I just started yeah. smiling. And I actually used her as, as an example that night I was doing a talk and, you know, her, and I do an exercise in the talks about well, close your eyes and just, if, if there was no other obstacles, if mm. there wasn't no financial, if there was nothing, just strip it down to what you really want to do. Um, what is it you know what's really and that that had come up for her and then her brain kicked in and said oh no we should do that stay here you know nice comfy position yeah you know and it just kicked in and that that fear um it can paralyze people unfortunately and Mm. it's very hard to get out that cycle and then maybe even it's too late then it's down the line and they're like i wish i'd done that which is sad you know when people don't realize their their potential and like i'm a big follower of les brown you know Mm -hmm. yeah i probably listen to him every day yeah he's a genius but he was talking about you know the most richest place is the cemetery you know we're not gonna be too morbid but 
all these dreams and you know people yep. had ideas or wanted to produce books or businesses and they never did because they mm-hmm. just didn't think they were capable yeah and I, I was i was there like i've said six seven years and well a good four or five of them i was telling myself oh you know one day i'll be really positive yeah i can open a business i can you know i've grown business for other people and then next no you can't why are you doing that you want yeah. a good salary here you know you're going to jump into self-employment you're gonna to have to you know who's going to come to you yeah you know you're not from the town blah 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 and then it was a constant balance and i eventually said look I'm going to do it and if it doesn't work at least I've tried it yeah you know, exactly. that kind of thing so yeah. um, you know I find you know that kind of mental battle people have sure. is huge yeah I have a very simple one I get people to do and I, I you know I think we always build up the fear of something happening in our head you know if, or if it doesn't work out or if I can't do it or whatever and like the question I always ask people is what is the worst thing that can happen yeah what's the worst thing that can happen and when I get them to write it down and actually think about it they're like Ah, it's actually not too bad. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, like people are like, oh, I'll be like, I can't run, I can't run a marathon because, uh, you know, this and this and that. I'm like, what's the worst thing that can happen? I mean, you train and get fit and lose 15 pounds on the way, but you don't do it. It's still you're still doing it's pretty still, good. Still you know what I mean? Back. If you you want to set up the business and it, you know it it it, it fails, but it, you know it, it doesn't matter. Like nobody, you know, you haven't you haven't died. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's you've tried, you've gained experience, you've probably got some clients that if you go somewhere else, they're gonna follow you. You know, so I mean, like, what's the worst thing that can yeah. happen? You know, but it's just to get that into people's head and people are just crippled by crippled by fear basically of of, of putting themselves out there and trying to do something and again I I was also one of those people who are very afraid to put myself out and now I'm like completely opposite I really put myself out there but it's uh, yeah it's just and it's difficult for people and I can resonate with people being afraid of of maybe even trying something new or putting themselves out there and even I mean I always use the 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 example of of the girl in the gym though so we we had our own facility for six years and i remember a girl we you know we were upstairs and we had a camera in our office looking down on the the entrance you know i remember for about a week this girl would walk in the front door and she'd leave she tur- she oh. wouldn't come up the stairs you know and i was i was uh i was kind of picking out this 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 trend like she i remember one time she came halfway up the stairs looked in the door of the gym and left you know and um, you know, for her, it, like walking through that door was like me crossing America. It was a huge it's goal. Massive, it was massive. massive for her. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, how do I, how do I, pro- how do I, how do I approach it? You know. So for a while, like, what I did was during the day, I would leave the door open. I put a wedge in the door and leave it open. So yeah, maybe she'd come yeah. in. You know. And still, no, like she never, she never came. She would walk up the stairs and she'd walk away. And then I'd see her walking around town and stuff. And I'd never say anything to her. Yeah. And I was like, I said, someday I'm just, I'm just going to wait downstairs. Yeah. And I'm going to be there when she comes in, you know, because I knew her. I know her family. I know her name. And, uh, you know, I was, we're actually fairly close in age in school, you know. And and next thing she walks in and she sees me and she's like, oh, hey. I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Welcome. How are you getting on? You've never been here before. And, you know, I made her feel really comfortable. I remember, like, literally, she became one of our best clients. Like, she, like, she lost a ton of weight, like, completely changed her life. Really confident. The gym is now a huge part of what she does. I mean, like, she's always sending me pictures of her. She's on her holidays. She's in the gym. And she's like, oh, you turn me this way and all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, for me, that's that's what fitness is about. Exactly. And that's, that's what health is about, you know. And making her, like, it's not all about, it's not all about, like, the results, the results the results no, it's no. It, it is it's an important part of it but it's about for me that's what fitness is it's making people comfortable it's making people b- believe that 
in things that they couldn't do before yeah. I think that's a big part of it as well because um, we always I don't know is it an Irish thing or what but we always tell ourselves that we can't do stuff exactly. you know oh sure I'd never be able to do that when yeah, you actually yeah. really can you, you know you're exactly you know so I, I'll never forget that mm. uh, it's that situation and she said to me before like she said I would have never taken that step unless you were there yeah. I was literally standing down there waiting for her to come in yeah. you know um, just to, to make it feel comfortable for her you know that's amazing and that's that's why I'm was in got into the business and still in the business nearly twenty years later is is the 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 confidence and someone coming in literally as you said scared to come into the door and they think they're gonna be roared out or something I don't think I could yeah. even shout if I tried my mm-hmm. voice is quite soft but yeah um I you know and you know I have that kind of way where way about me apparently but you can get someone and it's the journey they go and I've people in here who literally was scared to come sit down in the office let alone do yeah anything. now they're yeah. flying in all the classes they're sure they're reaching their goals but just psychologically they're buzzing they're in such mm. a better place than we were but it brings me back to yeah. that that point i made earlier on about taking the first step yeah and some people they just need you they just need a little tap yeah. on the back yeah that's all they just need is to, to make that and they just it. need to put sometimes you just gotta put a hand around or someone yeah. and, and help them make the first yeah. step but when they make that first step and they get that first little win off they go you know what exactly. I mean and everyone's different and, and um, <clears throat> I love the word sonder it's a word that I use a lot and it's it's, it's it's the definition of the word sonder S-O-N-D-E-I is that everyone you meet could be a stranger walking down the street it's exactly. the same stresses and things going on that you have 100%. so it's just to appreciate that everyone's got and it's like the iceberg and it's used a lot by psychologists is you know you only see the tip sometimes everyone's different everyone comes in and they might you've probably been like a slash counsellor I'd say over the years oh, like yeah, people come in yeah. and you know they've, they've got a lot going on and I, I, I kind of see it, and I think I said it once where I see it kind of th- like life is a bit of a so we'll call it a pie um, three parts there's like a um, a work a home and then there's say sure. a studio seven or whatever it yep. is whatever you're yep. and what I try and do every day is that when the, that when they come into that part of the pie, I want to make that the best part of their 100%, day. Yep. The other stuff could be going on. They could be stress of work and home, but they come in here and they leave in a better, in a in better, a better place. place. And that's kind of my ethos since I've been in the industry. And that's why, you know, I think that's why I'm still in it. And I just, that's what gives me the best part. When I see that, yep. that changes someone yep. is like, I just, that's mm-hmm. present. And even just looking up on the vision board there, I had, um, last Christmas it was, and I didn't know this particular girl was going through what she was going through, but, because and she was said joining your gym has made such a, po- a positive change in my life keep doing what you're doing it's flawless have a lovely Christmas you know and it turned yeah. out this was, she was going through a lot and but she, I didn't know the time but she told me later on we, mm. we're kind of good friends now yeah um, that that had made a massive impact yeah. on the stuff she was yeah. going through and it just you know sometimes she didn't want to come in but yeah. she felt so good afterwards and that's mm. I was like nearly welling up I was like yeah this is why I'm in it like yeah you know, I know it's just I'm just I mean that's, I'm, I'm I just re-echo what you're saying I mean it, it we had the same principles when we had our facilities just be the best part of that person's yeah. day doesn't matter what they're going through it doesn't matter if they're a Kerry footballer or if they're a lady in the exactly. door for the first time exactly because um, no, no, we no, work no, with no such a like. broad range of people like you know and as well like just sometimes you just need to be there to ask someone like yeah. how's your I mean I would have done a lot of the front of house stuff and stuff in our gym yeah. as well and a lot of the coaching I mean it is that first point of call is huge. Oh, just like someone walks in and sometimes people don't even want to train, they just want to yeah, have a chat. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying I'm a counsellor or anything, but like sometimes, you know, you just need to, someone... People just want to have chats. But the thing is, like someone's like, oh, like people are like, oh, you have to draw a line between yourself and your... 
I'm, I'm telling you, man, like sometimes people that will come into this wouldn't have anybody else to talk to. Exactly. And I'm dead serious. Like yeah. it, you know, and I'm, I'm like, well, you know, if, if, you're, if you're living on your own, if maybe if you don't have kids or, you know, whatever, maybe you're, you're, you're a widow or yeah. like, you know, you're going to want someone to, to have chat to. Yeah. Just make someone to make you laugh, you know. And, and that's I find everyone here and that's I want to create a, a, not just a, a gym, but a community. And exactly. Everyone's friends. I class all my clients yeah. and members of friends and we get, you know, we have, you know, we get togethers and we, you know, everyone's part of the same, you know, team really. Sure. You know? And that's, yeah. and I've been in big corporate gyms before and where yeah. it's like very cold and you're a number yeah, and I yeah, wanted to yeah. get out of that yeah, because I just wasn't for me and I, I left that and then I'm in smaller gyms and you just get to know everybody in there yeah. sort of, but I could talk to you all day Shane but I know uh, I know um, um, I'm just going to finish with a couple and then we'd love to kind of maybe carry this on again and sure, maybe in, sure. in yeah, part that, yeah. two but appreciate it just going to ask finish with three questions okay nothing too it. major let's uh, say quick fire but you know what I mean um, number one um, what scares you if anything um, what scares me is getting to the age of 70 saying I wish I didn't something love it love it um, that's that's scares the bejesus out of me really it does yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree yeah. good um, number two who if anyone inspired you or inspires you uh, Jeff straight easy it's definitely my cousin Mary like yeah. without any above all anybody else in the whole world be, between watching any podcast listen to any videos she's, she, number, one. she's, she's number one yeah definitely Yeah, because I know now deep down at a deep level what she goes through yeah and um, I mean, like, I mean, people are like, oh, what you do is amazing. I'm like, this is a girl. This is amazing. You know, it's brilliant. That's brilliant. I love that. Love that. Um, and last one, what author, whether it be a book or an audio or audible, audible book has literally like stopped you in your tracks and like, Jesus Christ, this is gold. I have two. So yeah. I, 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 re- I already mentioned uh, the MFCO project. Yeah. So it's a, it's a podcast. It's not an audiobook. And the guy, Andy Frisella, if, if anybody's into this kind of stuff, he's a, he's a really good guy to follow. The second one would be Mark Manson. Um, so Mark Manson wrote two books. Um, again, I have to curse here by saying this, but uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Oh, yeah, I think you. That's a really good one. And the one. second one is everything is fucked. A book about hope. Now oh, I'm on the second one at the moment, and I, I I nearly crashed the car on the way in here laughing. <laughs> it's so funny, but he's just so right. I mean, he's correct about everything. You know, he's really really good. Well, you know, not correct about everything, but I agree with a lot of yeah, what he yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's correct, but. There too, I would recommend. I mean, if you're if you're like me and you're like you, you're very serious about life, but you're a bit of a messer. Um, it's a really really good book. Um, and I mean, if you know, if you're, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all we're all here on our own. But the yeah. one thing I took out of his first book is that nobody's gonna come and help you. And not 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 in a kind of a dark or morbid way, but like literally, no matter what you're doing, you got to do it on you your own. That's it. There's like so people can guide you and uh, motivate you, quote unquote, motivate you and things like okay. that. And but take it to the, the exactly. Yeah, uh, you go home at seven o'clock, and the person who motivated you at three o'clock isn't there anymore. You know, you you got to do it on your own. So yeah. that's there. No, I'm gonna yeah. get hold of those. They, yeah, they're, they're great. Good. Um, and just for the guys listening where can the best place to get hold of you or um, best place to get hold of me is probably up a mountain no I'm just kidding best place to get hold of me is probably I, I'm, I'm most active on my Instagram Okay. so it's at Shane Finn again um, my podcast is Pushing Limits Podcast right. and then I have my website so it's shanefinn.com and then the last one is uh, Facebook and you probably guessed that it is Shane Finn <laughs> so they're the, uh, they're, the, they're the main ones really yeah, perfect yeah and just on that um pushing limits podcast with shane finn uh, check it out on all the platforms it's a serious um 
serious listen and um, it's gone through um, as we touched on his his endurance stuff his charity work and, and loads of other topics so check him out but um, thanks a million Shane it's been awesome, brilliant man. and thanks I said we'll uh, hopefully do a part two at some stage because we've got loads to talk about I'm always uh, <laughs> looking for an excuse to come into Killarney anyway so yeah, it's brilliant to have you yeah. in and to see the gym and we went for a walk and a coffee so it's great to meet you as I said I followed you for a good few years since WK Fitness Days and um, you know we're back and forth on Insta but yep. um, it's great to finally meet you and thanks again for coming in and um, yeah thanks and man we'll see you in it. Dingle soon I'll Appreciate come over it. so definitely gotta come to Dingle <laughs> everybody Cheers, has to come to Dingle do do it's an amazing <laughs> place it's a jewel uh, alright guys take it easy and we'll see you next time